Thank you for listening to the Creepy Kong Podcast, where I'll be reading Reddit stories of the weird, scary, and unexplained. Today's topic is r slash creepy encounters. Enjoy. guys like wrestling? Looking back on it, what a corny and oddly specific way to greet two kids you're trying to kidnap. But damn did it almost work. I was probably eight years old at the time, and every week I watched WWF wrestling on TV with my dad. Yeah I do, I answered as the thirty-something man I had never seen before continued to approach my friend and I. We were at a local elementary school for a little league baseball game. While my friend's brother played baseball, we played on the playground and ran around the asphalt blacktop. The closest adults were probably 500 yards away. He didn't have any kids with him, no children of his own or anything like that. I didn't think anything of it back then, but that really sticks out now. Who's your favorite wrestler? he asked, standing just feet from us, his hands shoved in his pockets unassumingly. I liked the big show and Stone Cold Steve Austin, I replied. I had always been a sociable kid and still am sociable all these years later. I had never met a stranger, as the saying goes, as ironic as it is in this context. My friend, who was much more shy, stood there silently. I like him too, replied the stranger. Hey, I have a bunch of wrestling videos at my house. Do you want to come watch them? I don't know about that, I replied. Not because I had a bad feeling about the situation, but because my mom has always made me promise her never to go anywhere with a stranger. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. Plus, I have a dog who loves kids. Let's go, I'll take you to my truck. For some reason, I felt the need to know this guy's name. Not that it would have made a difference had he chosen to snatch us then and there. It was before cell phones were really popular, and we definitely didn't have one. What's your name? I asked. He laughed more huffed, really, before telling me his name was Junior. Junior what? I asked. All of a sudden, a worried look came over his face, like me asking for his real name was all it took to shake him from his plan. Hey, never mind. Y'all have a good day. He began to hurry away, and we turned around and made our way back to the baseball game. We never told my friend's mom. We never talked about it either. It wasn't until a few years ago, as a matter of fact, that the memory randomly popped into my head, and I realized the guy was trying to kidnap us the whole time. I'll never know what foiled his plan, but I'm glad things went down the way they did. Before COVID-19 hit the United States, I was going to college in a city a few hours away from my hometown. I was living in an apartment in said city with a good friend from high school. There was a weekend where she went home to visit her family, and I had to stay back due to the fact that I had to work that weekend. 
It was Friday, and I had the day off, so after school I decided to relax and watch some true crime. I'm in the kitchen making dinner around 6.30 to 7pm, and I hear a loud knock on my door. I freeze, which I wouldn't normally do. I had a really odd feeling and somehow knew not to answer. I try to stay quiet, and I wait and try to listen to what's happening outside from my kitchen. I hear another really loud knock followed by someone saying, apartment check, for my apartment number. This is when I knew something was off. It was almost 7pm and the apartment's office, maintenance and anything else involving the apartment complex is closed by 4pm. I simply stayed quiet until I knew they were gone. I heard them do this to the two apartments down the hall from me, once again stating apartment check for apartment number. I go on with my night and don't think about it too much after, however I'm definitely more alert, especially due to the fact that I'm there alone. Later that evening I go to the 7-Eleven across the street from my apartment. I drove because the area I lived in was extremely questionable, to put it nicely, especially for a female at night. As I'm driving back to my apartment I see four or five cop cars right outside my building. A man is handcuffed and they're putting him in the back seat. I don't know if this was related, but I have a strong feeling it was. I'm still not sure what exactly the purpose of the apartment check scam was. I thought maybe it was someone with intentions of robbing the place and wanted to pose as a worker at the apartment to scope out the place. I'll never know for sure what their intentions were, but I'm so happy I didn't answer the door. I'm a naturally paranoid person. I suffer from PTSD and chronic anxiety and paranoia. I feel like for once being paranoid saved me from something dangerous. This happened two weeks ago. I live in an apartment on the second floor. There's a bit of a long hallway before you make it to the stairs. It's pitch dark and you have to walk almost halfway to turn on one of the lights. The hallway echoes, but you can barely hear anything besides the large door opening and closing from in the apartment rooms. I was on my way back home from my mother's birthday. I took a taxi so the 10pm return didn't make me nervous, plus I knew my boyfriend was there. I got out of the taxi and realized I didn't have the keys because he had to pick up important items while I was away. We usually throw them out the window and we are supposed to be getting an extra key soon. I texted him and waited for him to throw them like usual. I grabbed them and out of the corner of my left eye I could see a tall and heavy man walking past me. I went to open the door but got a weird feeling. You ever get that unnerving feeling that someone's behind you or watching you? I got that feeling. So I tried to glance again without making it too obvious, being careful about when I'd open the door. There I saw the same big guy, he must have been over 400 pounds and 5'10 or more. I'm 5'1 and way smaller compared to him, so seeing this terrified the hell out of me. He was just standing there, saying nothing. I honestly almost thought he was waiting for me to open it because he lived there, even though I knew he didn't. I pushed the door open and turned around to push it closed and have a better chance if he tried anything. I figured being calm would be the best option for me, so I asked, are you waiting for someone? As I was saying this, he was actually two steps out of three at my doorway. For some reason my question or me turning around made him run away. The scariest thing is that he ran the same way that he came from 
instead of the way he pretended to be heading. I went to my apartment room and told my partner what had happened. I didn't dare to check if he was still nearby. I don't want to even imagine what would have happened if I didn't turn around or if the door didn't close in time. To be stuck in a long dark hallway with someone who could definitely overpower me. I now own a bottle of pepper spray. This happened around 2001 when I was 21 or so. I was a college student living at home. My house was on a quiet downtown street in a college town. I'm not a sleepwalker per se, but sometimes when I'm really tired, it takes me a few minutes to really wake up. Within those first few minutes, I'll often go about my business almost by habit. I've gone to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, etc. before fully awakening. One afternoon, I was home alone and taking a nap on the living room couch. My doorbell rang. It felt like part of my dream, and the next thing I knew I was standing in the front vestibule, a little room between my porch and front door, talking to a strange young man. I have no memory of getting up and answering the door. He was young, late teens or early twenties, clean cut and dressed normally. Nothing stood out about him. He was holding a stack of something. He was in the process of explaining to me that he was part of some rehab program that took minority low-key offenders from troubled backgrounds and helped rehab them by teaching them life skills. He and others were out that day selling magazine subscriptions for their nonprofit. At first I told him I wasn't interested, but he was friendly and wouldn't back down. He was polite but pushy. I told him I'd look. While thumbing through the catalog though, I became aware of him moving closer and closer to me. All the hair stood up on my neck. He was really crowding me and invading my personal space. I didn't want to be rude, I know, I know. So I just shuffled backwards towards my door until the knob was pressed into my back. What made me really uncomfortable, though, was what he was saying to me. He kept going on about, this is a really nice house. How can I get me a nice house like this? Finally, to get him to leave, I wrote him a check for a subscription service. But just as I was starting to close the door on him, he put up his hand and asked for a glass of water. All my antennas went up at that. I knew not to let him into the house, but he'd moved forward to where we were almost touching. His hand was on my door frame, blocking me from leaving the vestibule. I could only move backwards. When he asked a second time, I said, sure. Before he could react, I said, be right back, as I quickly backed in, shut the door in his face, and set the deadbolt. Watching from a window, I heard him curse, ball up my check, and then walk away. He got into a dark sedan that was parked half a block down my street and driven by another young man. Despite how he was supposedly going from door to door, none of my other neighbors were approached. My check was never cashed and I never got my Cosmo. I was afraid that I may have totally overreacted, but at the time I didn't feel comfortable at all. My upbringing, don't be rude, help people when you can was totally fighting my instincts. Since then I've learned enough to know that I might have been really lucky.
Until the age of eight, I lived on a one-way street in a small village. It was the late 80s, early 90s, and kids would stay out all day, only seeing their parents once the sun went down. I was playing outside my house. My friend had gone in for lunch, so I was alone. An old man was parked up with a beige-colored car. He got out and had the door open. I now realized that his arm was across the doorframe in a way that he had one arm free and could shut the door quickly without any fuss. He beckoned me over, I got about five feet away, and he asked me if I wanted some sweets. Without a pause, I asked what they were. He said they were wine gums. I told him I didn't like wine gums, but my mom might. So before he could respond, I ran inside and asked my mom, who didn't like them either. I didn't tell her why I'd asked her. I ran back out, and the man was gone. This is going to sound strange, but it was only about five years ago that I realized how close I'd gotten to being abducted. I told my mom, and we laugh about it now, in the way that you do when you realize you escaped something horrific. I'm a female going to online school, and I'm home alone most days. My husband had just left for work, so this was about 8 a.m., and I was in my pajamas. The weather was nice, so I left the back door open for my dogs to enjoy it. We have a wooden fence with latched gates, so I don't have to worry about them getting out. As I'm laying on the couch getting ready to listen to a lecture, I hear a forceful knocking on the front door and a man's voice muttering something like, Home? My blue healer runs back inside and quickly lays on top of me growling, something she's never done before. My other dog goes to the door and barks like he usually does when someone's there. I wasn't expecting company, so I was more than a bit scared. I waited a moment to see if he would leave, and I heard footsteps around the house and someone fidget with a latch on the side gate, which wasn't locked, and the back door was still open. At this point, my healer took off to the backyard, barking and growling like something out of a movie. I heard the man say, oh shit, and the gate slammed shut. I called her back inside and shut and locked the back door, and called my husband to come back home since he hadn't been gone long. I don't know what this person wanted because clearly the dogs being inside and barking didn't bother him, but thank God for my girl. Thank you for listening to the Creepy Kong Podcast. Please follow me to get notifications for future episodes.